for a start, like Sometimes was not actually called Sometimes when it was first sent to me as a song. That was Steve Lunt, who happened to have been Britney Spears' A&R person. And he was one of those great people at Jive who was there for the development, signing, and ultimately was there to help curate Britney Spears' early discography. And we have him back. Hi, my name is James Rodriguez Horton, the host of The Original Doll. On The Original Doll, I unpackage music with the people who create it, with the people who are there creating these iconic moments. And at the same time, we give back to charity. So for every question a guest answers, we get items donated to those in need. We're able to help out women and children in domestic abuse shelters, low-income families, homeless LGBT plus teens, and more. For more information, follow me on Instagram, the.original.doll. And I want to give a big shout out to my Patreon patrons. Thank you so much for your support. It truly means a lot. As many of you know, we keep getting more and more guests with more and more content, and we need to pay more and more bills. So thank you so much, and I appreciate it. If you want to join, for as little as a dollar a month, you're able to do so at www.theoriginaldoll.com. Now, here's some information about Britney Spears' Sometimes. It actually had its U.S. radio, the first time it was ever played on U.S. radio, January 17th, 1999. That's right. Grand Rapids, Michigan, a radio station there. I actually go through radio archives and everything and find the fact-based evidence to give to you. Because it's been it's been something many people say, James, you talked about Baby One More Time being, you know, released actually in August of 1998, but everyone says it's October. But I remember hearing it before school started. Well, you were right. Oftentimes they have it where songs are played on radio to kind of see how the reaction is. So oftentimes, and specifically in Britney Spears' cases, you probably heard the song and it became a favorite of yours even before now what the Wikipedia page would say is it was released this day. Now, chances are you probably knew it beforehand. A lot of those dates are based on the physical copy of singles, vinyl, and things like that, which in fact usually come out a couple weeks after the release to radio. But we're going to get back to this. Now, for those who don't know, Britney Spears actually injured herself during rehearsal for the Sometimes video. This happened on February 12, 1999. So this is almost 24 years ago at this point. And as many of us know that are Britney Spears fans, her knee would be a problem over her career. We'll get into that soon. But the video would ultimately have its premiere on TRL on May 6, 1999. Now you may say, James, on your Instagram page, your TikTok page, your Twitter page, Twitter at James Rodriguez, R-O-D-R-I-G-U-E-Z. I talk about all those charts, so you may say, James, kind of break down some of those chart things for sometimes. Because what's important to remember is, Baby One More Time, the song, huge success. Huge. So then it's, what happens with the next song? Well, for sometimes, it would go number one in Belgium, in the Czech Republic, El Salvador, Honduras, Netherlands, New Zealand. And here's a little bit of fun information. Just in the past two and a half years, the song sometimes went number one on iTunes in Honduras in 2020. That's right. This is one of those things that's amazing. And as many of you know, not every country in the world has iTunes. Some have iTunes and Apple Music. Some just have Apple Music. Some have neither. But for Apple Music, the song would in fact go number one on Apple Music's pop charts in Papua New Guinea. I like pointing these out because many people wonder how international, how much of a global success was Britney Spears? Well, I break it down for you. Very much so, she was, and continues to be. Now, here's what's interesting. In regards to the UK's release of Britney Spears, I did several videos, uh, if many of you have seen online, 
while I was in the UK, and I talked about sometimes, because sometimes was released June 24th, 1999, that physical CD, it would go silver in like a week and a half. It would go gold in like two and a half months. That's right. That is how much people wanted to consume. And it was great. And it also went and was certified in different countries. But I put this out there because the, the thought to many people was Britney Spears was just an icon, just a hit for the first album in the US. That's not the case. So I'm going to break these down so that we as Britney Spears fans and fans of facts and fans of music know that it was in fact a success, which is really great. But now we're going to get to the show. Don't forget, my name is James Rodriguez. Audio recording ripping ceiling is strictly prohibited in every country in the world. This is the original doll. The original doll. For a start, like sometimes was not actually called sometimes when it was first sent to me as a song. Because we sent her over to, to Sheeran Studios and the producers in there to do to do to do all these songs because this Max Martin was in charge at this time of doing those and he got all the writers to write all their stuff and everything, you know, for Britney in, in advance of Britney coming. One of the songs that were sent happened out for a quick second because this is something that I didn't want people to gloss over is Steve had talked to me about how the lyrics for the song would involve like all about like making love and love making and things like that. And clearly that does not work for a teen artist. So I just wanted to point that out because this will help clear up some misinformation about the labels views on Britney Spears. Back to the show. I so I called up the writer, you know, um, Jürgen and I said, you know, this isn't really suitable for a 15 year old. You do know that, right? We said, oh, it did? Oh, no, Swedish accent. Like, oh, okay, okay. So then they, they rewrote it as sometimes. I said, you gotta, you got to change this up. It's just like a, you know, a sweet girl and a sweet song. You know, We weren't pushing sex for Britney. That was not our plan, despite all of the conspiracy theories to the God. We were pushing cute. That was our thing. You can tell by the cover of the first album. That's what we wanted. We were after cute. Um, so we said, just give us something cute. So... He did. And then when, I know. <laughs> so, um, so then uh, when we got there, we started recording. Um, sometimes it was the second song we did. And as soon as she got behind the mic, the song came to life. It was just, it was totally different. It just had her sound. There was nobody she was mimicking. There was nobody else. It was just her. She wasn't copying someone else's vocal. It was just her. And she bought a whole youth to it. She brought a whole brightness to the song. She brought a happiness to the song and a soulfulness to the song. It was like, he was great. You know, this was like, by this time I think she might have just been 16. I don't know. But like, it was remarkable to see that it wasn't something she thought of that was just natural for her. So, um, well, and that's one of those things where I think that like so many of the listeners, when we played through the album, you know, it, the songs kept getting better, like as you listen to it, and it gave you that. And what I loved about truly listening right. to an album from beginning to end is the ebbs and flows, the roller coaster ride, where you just have up, you know, a little bit slower, the ballad, things like that. Um, there was something I wanted to ask you, because uh, we just talked about maybe yeah. one more time is 
Donovan from Ireland said, this is the best debut track ever. Can you please debunk the rumor that TLC already recorded it? TLC said they passed on the song and it was never recorded. But nowadays people are saying TLC did record it already. But can you please help squash any of those? We appreciate it. Donovan, Ireland. Donovan, yes. Well, um, I can say that I've never heard of them recording it. Max says they never recorded it. I never heard them record it. In fact, if they had, um, it, it, we wouldn't have it. You know, that, it, yep. basically it was presented to Clive. It was presented to um, uh, to Clive Davis for TLC. Um, as Max thought he was writing like a Prince type of song or something or something like, you know, R&B. And, and, and Clive Davis just said, no, this isn't life. No, it isn't R&B enough. And he was right. TLC wouldn't have been life for TLC. Um, so the, the song, and so like Max in all his, uh, in all his naivety at the time, because he was just this Swedish guy, this kid. Well, I thought he was a kid. He was younger than me. You know, just a, this super talented like guy. Again, not, 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 uh, he wasn't, he wasn't arrogant about it or overconfident. He just said, if Clive doesn't want it, fuck him. You know, and he didn't mean it angrily. He didn't really mean like, fuck Clive Davis. He said like, you know, it was just his way of talking. He said, oh, fucking, you know, someone else will do it. Another you know? Clive will do and it. It'll sad. be fine. <laughs> yeah, the other Clive, yeah. <laughs> and Clive Davis is brilliant, by the way. Clive Davis, I mean, um, you know, he has a lot of detractors a lot of the time, but you don't have that many hits as a, as a record company executive by accident. It doesn't happen mm -hmm. by not knowing what you're doing. He had a brilliant ear. But on this one, yeah, he was wrong. You know, he might have been right for his artist, but he was wrong. If I was him, I would have kept that song and found another artist to do it if it wasn't right for TLC. That's the thing. Hold on to that song and find the artist. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Which is kind of what Max was doing with the song himself. So Max Marty was holding on to the song, finding the right artist. Robin didn't want to do it, I don't think. She had had enough doing the teen thing. She wanted to do something else. And uh, it was on as I said, he was presented to an artist on RCA and they didn't want to do it. And he was sitting on the guy's desk and he was available. And it's like it's like it's like striking gold. What are you gonna say? You hear that song and that's a hit. See, I love that. So what I wanna do is and for this baby album, I want to read a couple of these fun things. And I know you have a bunch of notes on this, so you can add those into when we talk about the songs, because so many people messaged me, including Craig from Germany. He said, crazy. I love that remix. Who made the decision to remix the song? Was it always going to be the stop remix? Was there always good? Was it always going to be a single? Let me know. Love it all. Craig, Germany. Good, good question from Craig. A uh, really good question. Um, no. We didn't know we recorded that. Uh, um, it was the third song we recorded, looking at my notes here, um, in uh, in Sweden. And it was just that original version at first. And that's what's meant to be exactly what it was. And then um, it was decided to do another remix. We called it the stop remix because it just had that stop in it at some point. We called it the stop remix and it kind of just stuck. Um, but we did that remix, that remake of it basically that um, because... They wanted it for that movie. I think it was a Melissa Hart movie. Melissa Joan Hart, yep. Which they yeah, Melissa Joan Hart, right? To you drive me crazy. After all this, I was like, yeah. great tie in, everyone. Hopping out because I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Now we know the final version of that movie was called Drive Me Crazy, but did you know that there were two other options? Now we know that there was the one. It was called Next to You because the main characters of Melissa Joan Hart and Adrian Grenier 
were living next door to each other. They were neighbors falling in love. Great. But another title that was kind of being kicked around for a little bit was called Girl Gives Birth to Own Prom Date. Now, Melissa Joan Hart said, you know what? That was that was kind of decided, nope, that's that's a no-go because, quote-unquote, at the time, there was a lot of girls giving birth at the prom. So thank God we have Drive Me Crazy. The other interesting thing is this is another one of those things that is the power of Britney Spears. Her song Drive Me Crazy, which was such a huge hit, would ultimately lead to the film production company, the studio, saying, let's call it Drive Me Crazy because... For those who were lucky enough to be alive during that time, as a teenager, I was like, yes, perfect. I'm going to go see Drive Me Crazy. It was an easy title to remember. Super easy. Now, what I loved about talking with Steve, and there's tons and tons of episodes coming up, is we've been able to clear up so much misinformation. As If you listen to the baby episode and the baby voice episode, we heard from Steve that, you know, there's this whole belief out there. People said, you know, the label forced her to sing a certain way. She had surgeries to sound a certain way. As Steve said in the, the baby voice episode, the voice that Brittany had at the beginning was the voice that she had when she was basically auditioning. When she came in with her song, when she was singing live for them, before the label even wrote that deal out, that was the voice that she had. So I loved being able to clear that up because... I think that's that's what's important. And then when we talked about the baby video, you know, there are people saying Britney Spears never made any decisions. The label always made her do things. They chose to, you know, sexify her and things like that. And for those who know, when you go back through different interviews of Britney Spears, she said, no, they wanted me to do this kind of like Power Rangers, Martian, robot, whatever it is thing. And that's not what I want to do. I thought it would be better this way. And what I want to do is make sure that we give Britney Spears credit as, as, a, as a woman who spoke her mind and an artist, a creative. Britney Spears was, you know, and for those of us that were fortunate enough to be born in the 80s, Britney Spears was raised under such a great time where MTV, you had Cyndi Lauper, Madonna, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, George Michael, all of these people. There was a whole, here's the entertainer on screen in front of us. That impacted many of us. And I want to make sure that we're giving Britney Spears the benefit of it and not treat her that since day one, she's been a puppet and never had a mind of her own. And because that kind of minimizes what she did and how hard she worked. So I want to say that the other thing I wanted to talk about, which was kind of cool is if you listen closely to what Steve said during this episode, the label said, Hey, we're not going to go with that. <laughs> we need you to rewrite this. This is for a teen girl. Right there is another thing. The label wasn't trying to sexify her. They were saying, nope, we're not doing that. We're, we're pulling it back. And I think that that's important to remember. Now, the, the great thing is a melody is a melody. So when you hear melodies, you can change lyrics and everything. It just makes it fun. But what I loved hearing from Steve is Steve said during sometimes during that recording, that is when he really knew she has it. She has the ability to make a song her own. She has the ability to bring this soul, this pop, this youthfulness to a song. I don't want people to overlook that because it's important because she is talented. She is a hard worker. Don't forget, make sure you subscribe on your preferred streaming platform. We're going to have new episodes come up very, very soon. What's been great is we've been able to release it even more countries and everyone's release times are completely different. So don't worry, make sure that you subscribe so you can get notified right away.
What has been your favorite Britney Spears song so far from those first four albums? Let's just talk about those. They don't have to be the number one hits, the platinum sellers, the, the Grammy winner, or anything like that. What is that one album cut, let's say, that you fell in love with right away? And guess what? We have more coming up. We're going to talk about Autumn Goodbye. We're going to talk about Heart, Girl in the Mirror. We're going to talk about a lot of songs. So make sure you subscribe to get notified right away. And like I said, as with every episode of the original doll, any audio recording ripping, stealing is strictly prohibited in every country in the world. And join me on Patreon, www.theoriginaldoll.com. So let me ask you this. When was the last time you listened to Sometimes? If it's been a while, play it today. Watch the video. The video has like almost 300 million views on there. That's awesome. My name is James Rodriguez, and this is The Original Doll. The original doll.